0: Hi, I'm Dana Blickensurfer, and you are on Art Talks, and we have a special guest with us today, Susanna Weymouth of Tampa Bay BCA, and our lovely host, Reagan Cosper. Thank you for being on the show with us today. And But before we get started, we'd like to do a little icebreaker, but Susanna had the rules. She's the judge today. We, we're doing it a little different. Um, so to initiate the show, we're going to do a three-minute portrait of Susanna's beautiful, lovely face. And whoever wins, you'll do the timing and we'll, we'll start the clock and you'll time it. And then who, whoever's the best you, you judge, then the winner. And then, and then we're gonna, you're, you're gonna do something fun with it at the end, but it'll be of you. Are you ready for that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's see. Can you start the clock for three minutes, if you don't mind? The are so right the there. rules are: we have one small brush each and one big brush, and we have three col- colors: primary colors, black, white, and blue, Things which similar. are some of my favorite colors.
1: Oh, is it? Uh, see, we're gonna know you even more. <laughs> Can you do it the
0: sideways? Yeah, we'll do another challenge, doing painting from the
1: side. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. Okay. So, yeah,
0: we have to look at you. And And for inspiration,
2: you have our invitation. This, you're amongst the first to see the invitation for TBBCA's 30th anniversary impact awards. We were founded in 1989. And so while you draw, this is actually an image by Caleb who is a remarkable artist, internationally renowned and exhibited, collected at the Met, MoMA, uh, several of the major art museums. And so that is Caleb Lindsay's beautiful image. And- It's inspiring uh, me already. Exactly. And so let's hope that it does inspire you. Okay.
0: Are you ready? Ready, set, go.
1: Okay. That looks a little white. Oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> I'm like, this is like three minutes, I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh my God. I Gotta
0: go over the basics, the eyes, the hair.
2: So what this does is hopefully for all of your viewers, they can see that we're in a business, in an office setting,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: we like to encourage business leaders to express their creativity Mm -hmm. and one of the things that we do is engage them in these different programs that brings them into contact with individual artists like the two of you and with arts and cultural organizations and hopefully they'll go back and they'll do exactly what you're doing now hopefully not of me. (laughs) Oh, all of you. But but, uh, they they will uh, hopefully learn that everyone has creative talents and it's also uh, very therapeutic to do art. Um, They say that 30 minutes of art is something that everyone should do uh, once a week or more often if possible. It's very relaxing and uh, it lets your mind think in different ways and really hones your skills, your creative skills especially. Did you know that in the UK right now, uh, in the United Kingdom and England, the National Health Service uh, allows doctors now and encourages doctors to prescribe going to a museum. Really? Wow. So they actually will pay as, as if they were prescribing medicine um, they prescribe for you to go to a museum, and what that uh, means is that they are seeing the value of arts in medicine as a healing um, uh, type of activity. Yes. So perhaps a doctor would say, okay, you need to go to the gym once a week, and sometimes these insurance companies will pay for your gym membership.
0: Oh, so now, they're the with, same with now fire. they're
2: doing the same with going to the museums. Isn't that wonderful?
1: That's amazing. That's amazing.
2: Yes, I wish we would do that here in the United
1: States. I I need that pink. I just did a whole workout because I was squatting. Yeah, you're. <laughs> I'm tired, man. How are we doing on the minute? Left.
0: Oh, God. What? <gasps> oh it my am Not ready
2: for this. It goes by fast.
0: This does not look like you, but I tried. <laughs> Time? Okay. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you can let us know. You Very difficult go.
2: to
1: judge. I
2: know. Very difficult to judge. There's so much that I like about each of them. Well, I think... It's a very close race. There is a thin, thin, thin microcosmic space uh, that separates the two. But I will go ahead and uh, select Dana's on the right. And the reason is that I really like the movement. I fancy that I'm a dynamic person and full of energy. And I think that you've captured that beautifully. Uh, in a very short period of time, but I love yours too, Regan.
1: Thanks. <laughs> yeah, the brush strokes,
2: right? Correct.
1: Yeah. I love it. It's it fun. Yeah. And now my thighs hurt. <laughs> I got to work out. She was kneeling. I don't have to go to the gym now. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did the gym for the day. See? Yeah. Art, art is your medicine. It's just what I
2: was talking about. <laughs> exactly. physically, mentally. Mm-hmm.
1: Physically, mentally. Um. So let's just go ahead and get started because I know, like, most of the time, the interviews you do are like about TBBCA, but we wanted to get more information on you. So as the executive director for the TBBCA, that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, can you share with share with us what a day in the life is for you? My goodness.
2: What is a like day that? in the life? Well, it starts very early and it ends very late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am the sole employee of this nonprofit organization that again, we're in our 30th year and this is my fifth year with the organization. And therefore, since it's just me, I do everything. So I do all of the sponsorship seeking and marketing. We're based 100% on voluntary donations from the private sector. Mm -hmm. We do not uh, seek nor accept government money. Um, We actually write letters of support for those arts and cultural organizations and occasionally individual artists who are seeking grants. So we're very proud to be one of the national business committees for the arts Mm -hmm. and part of the private sector network and national partnership movement of Americans for the arts. So that's a big responsibility because I'm not just representing a local organization. And by the way, we're one of the few that crosses all bays, I like to say. So we're Tampa Bay BCA, And that means that we have activities and reach out to Pasco, Pinellas, Hillsborough County and beyond at times. So um, having to do everything myself, again, is a big responsibility. It's a big challenge, but it's also very fulfilling. There's never a dull moment. And uh, I chose Dana's because I'm a dynamic person full of energy. So that's a a, a good thing um, uh, in my daily life. So I handle, for instance, all of TBBCA's social media. Mm -hmm. So I'll schedule posts. We run currently two campaigns. One is Where Are They Now Wednesdays? So I keep in touch with our scholarship recipients. Our scholarship program is in its 11th year, Mm -hmm. and since it was founded by our past president, the late Charlie Henschel, uh, in 2008, TBBCA has awarded 75 scholarships, helping high school students to defray tuition expenses at prestigious colleges, universities, and conservatories all over the United States. So it's a really big help that we provide, and we also provide encouragement, and we keep in touch. And they tell us, wow, this really made a difference in our lives. Here's what we're doing. So if they're a musical theater, maybe they've already tried out for Off-Broadway or other shows like that. And so I collect these, um, reach out to them, collect these updates, and then feature them so that our sponsors and donors can see the good that their donations have done. And we're also right now running 30th anniversary Thursdays this year 30th
0: anniversary Thursday. yeah. and that features <laughs> our catchy. history
2: and of TBBCA because over 30 years uh, we've had many different people be involved with us it's nice to go back and thank and recognize those who have helped to found us yeah. and who helped to grow the organization in its early days and then of course our current board of directors and other partners who are so important to us because they really are showing that businesses supporting the arts is a vital necessity if you're going to have a thriving business and arts and cultural ecosystem.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So you've been an art activist for before this organization, you were on a grant review panelist. Um, so what made you want to be part of like an art activism like group?
2: So I think that I was uh, I was born in Cuba and I arrived in the United States. My parents, who are both lawyers, went directly to Washington, D.C. And so I grew up in the D.C. area and I attended Georgetown. And I think I was very fortunate that despite at the beginning, certainly their limited means uh, and a family and having to be exiled from their home country, my parents always believed in the importance of arts and culture. And they exposed us from... As long as I can remember, every weekend we were at a museum. And of course, D.C. has a plethora really? wow. of different museums. And if it wasn't a museum, it was usually a Revolutionary Civil War battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, I was very fond of the museums, and like history. And <laughs> particularly yeah. the art museums. And I, we spent a lot of time at the National Gallery and other of the Smithsonian museums. And uh, I always liked to go to the room that had the Hope Diamond. (laughs) Um, But uh, speaking of the National Gallery, uh, never once did I imagine that my favorite building in all of Washington, D.C., which is the East Wing, that I would marry or have anything to do. With one of the architects uh, that worked for oh, I. M. Pei, hey,
1: hey, cool. and so my husband Jan Weymouth,
2: yes, was one of the chief of designs for IMP Pei early, very early in his career for the East Wing, and I think that then many years later, marrying Jan, who is uh, does many different types of architecture, but is known perhaps uh, more famous for his museum work, is mm-hmm. the designer of the Dalí. Uh, more recently, the James Museum, the Hazel Huffwing and Conservatory of the Museum of Fine Arts, and other museums throughout the world. And of course, I know that you know that he was chief of design for Mr. Pay again for the Louvre in Paris. And so living, we married in France and living in Paris. Our son was born there. I speak French, yes, Bullet, street like, French. Oh, I, <laughs> I think once you speak one romance language, I'm bilingual in Spanish. You can move yes, it's much That's easier. That's um, Jan is half French, mm-hmm. and so it's very natural for us to be there. And we were fortunate that we literally lived steps from his office, which was in the Louvre wow. itself. Oh my god! And so, for how since many years? So uh, we were there for about seven, Jan was there for longer. What Um, an
0: experience.
2: And uh, one of the things that was very special, I think, was that our son was maybe a week old, and I would take him every day to see his father in the middle of the day, and then we would spend time in the Louvre. So just like my parents did that with me from when I was Mm -hmm. very young, I exposed that. and instilled that love of the arts mm-hmm. uh, in our own son.
0: That's beautiful. Is he very um, a part of the arts as well?
2: He's uh, an, an army an Ar- captain
0: and a doctor,
2: but yes, wow. yes wow. he is an artist as well. And I think that actually, captain. yes, thank you. And I think that, yes, and thank you Wells for your service yes, you. um, uh, on on both careers, medicine and uh, the military career. And I think that one of the things that I've noticed with his artistic abilities, which he demonstrated very early on, is that even if you're not going to become a full-time artist, and obviously he's got these two very demanding careers, but it's something that you can carry with you all your life, Mm -hmm. and that is very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Whether you're good at it or not, and both Mm -hmm. of you are clearly very good at it, and some people, like myself, are not so skilled. But it's important to go ahead and express yourself, whether it's in the visual arts, whether it's singing or whatever. uh, Performance. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I had no idea. (laughs) After after France, then you moved to Florida? No, actually, then we moved to London uh, again for my husband's
2: work. Work. And uh, so I was very fortunate at that time. I had a number of friends who were in the film industry. And so I got to meet uh, Sir David Putnam, and he had founded one of the higher education institutions in film and television called the National Film and Television School uh, just outside of London. And so I was actually one of their development uh, representatives and helped to spread the word and also uh, helped them to prepare for one of their big anniversary celebrations. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the fun things is that our son was young at the time, and one of the graduates when I was there doing this was Nick Park. And you may or may not know the name, but I'm sure you probably know Wallace and Gromit. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
2: was his graduation thesis film. The first Wallace and Gromit, no
0: and then he's gone on, of You're course, of to history. great acclaim. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: we, he, is, he is, that's right. But we were fortunate to, uh, our son walked away with Aww. little figurines that Nick, it's a claymation? Yeah. Stop well, motion. Yes, yeah, yeah. so, you know, I think that I've always uh, been drawn to the arts, but also to try to help raise awareness and visibility When we then did move to the States, we moved to Miami and I was the development director for the National Film, um, the Miami International Film Festival and the Film Society. And so it just seemed logical uh, that eventually I would find my way back to something that had to do, again, with raising awareness for arts and culture and their importance.
1: Right. So why did you choose Tampa, of all places? So now the Tampa
2: International Airport is going to love me for saying this, but I'm probably their poster girl (laughs) because literally my husband could have chosen almost anywhere to uh, have us live and him work. And he was working for a national architectural firm at the time, international, actually. Mm -hmm. And we chose Tampa because of the airport.
0: Really, it's oh, the, so best. the best airport. It is the best
2: airport in the world. Well done, and I mm-hmm. uh, commend them. Uh, the number of flights, the ease, mm-hmm. and no, just
0: no cluster mm-hmm. and, and always and improving as yeah, they continue gorgeous. to do.
2: And did you know that the airport has an art gallery?
0: Yeah. Yes, and they have an art call right now.
2: And they have a public art mm-hmm. call. This is the second one that they've done. The first one, oh, You about, can see the that. public art uh, and uh, some fantastic artists that are represented. Um, not just local artists but national artists so we're very proud of Tampa International Airport <laughs> and proud of their embrace of the arts because they very much do
0: Well it's interesting that the airport made because he he traveled still a lot like we were still this was your base but you plan to travel yes so that's he your, travels
2: for his work constantly so right that now
0: it makes sense yes yeah. right now he
2: has uh, two projects that are outside of Tampa, and so he's in and out of the airport on a weekly basis.
1: Currently sent to the Correct, yes. Yeah. Wow. So you got to have a super nice airport. Yeah, that you have sense. to have a great
2: airport, yeah. or at least uh, certainly it's one of the many reasons that we choose to that's continue big, to deal. live in the Tampa area.
1: Awesome. So getting involved in the Tampa area, do you find it hard to encourage businesses to be a part of the arts community, or do you actually find them really into it? So, you know, that's a great question. Uh, I think that,
2: so the BCAs, the Business Committees for the Arts, were actually started in the late 1960s by David Rockefeller. And David Rockefeller said that the arts are not a luxury. They're a necessity if you want a thriving, again, economic, an ecosystem, say. And so 30 years ago, Tampa Bay business leaders said, you know, David Rockefeller is right. And even then, Tampa was positioning itself and the Tampa Bay area was positioning itself as a leader. And you can't be a leading citizen of the world and a leading city of the world if you do not place arts and culture as a priority, Mm. as one of the priorities. And so I think that our businesses who support this see the strategic value Arts and culture, when they're thriving, do many different things. They have many different advantages. So when businesses are looking to settle in a place or to relocate or to expand, then you can't just work all the time. Hmm. And when you're looking to attract the right workforce and a creative workforce, a workforce that, you know, especially now with Gen Z, millennials. They want, they, want more.
0: Just, they want a thriving
2: arts and community. cultural scene. Yeah. So whether it's the museums, whether it's the festivals, we work very closely with Gasparilla Festival of the Arts, with Gasparilla Music Festival. We work with a lot of the galleries and museums. Whether it's the theaters, we have a wonderful uh, selection of theaters all across Tampa Bay: Stageworks, Works, Job Site, The Stras, which brings you know national and international uh, performances and acts here so we really have an embarrassment of riches and we need to make sure and our businesses know that we need to make sure mm-hmm. that those continue to thrive and to grow if we want to attract the right workforce and continue to grow as a city and
0: we have some big um, you know there's amazon we have microsoft over here so we have some bigger established companies more matriculating to tampa mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. is true
1: so what are like some of the challenges you face like with these businesses that aren't necessarily like into doing that right now, or like, how do you help them like see that the importance of arts and culture here?
2: So we have a number of different programs that are wonderful entry points for businesses. One of the things that, for instance, we do for our partners, because again we're part of the national partnership oh, movement right. <laughs> of Americans for the Arts, uh, is that we have an art and lobbies program. Mm-hmm. And for our partners, what we do is that if you'd like us to introduce you to a range of different artists, because perhaps your walls are bare or they're not exactly uh, stimulating, uh, then it's very important how we surround ourselves. You can see that there's art all around us here at TBBCA's donated office. Thank you very much to the Wilson Company and Mrs. Wilson, who generously donates our offices to our nonprofit. But uh, so. Let's say you want to beautify your offices and you want to give uh, something in common that your employees can communicate about and stimulate discussion and stimulate thoughts. And so we will have the firm or the company select the artist that they want to start with. And then that art from that artist will be on loan for, say, three or six months. The artist, if the company or one of their clients perhaps, decides, wow, that's beautiful, I'd like to buy it. The artist gets 100% of the sale uh, price. It's a way for the artist to become known. We don't charge any commission or fee or anything. We sort of serve as the honest broker. But that's a wonderful way for just one firm, one business, to get to know about artists that are perhaps local and uh, enjoy some of their work. We also do cultural encounters which is high value added, high impact dialogues curated. And we like to make them uh, occasionally multidisciplinary. So perhaps we'll have an author speaking at a museum where we will bring in a musician uh, and have the three of them on a type of panel. And we do a lot of those with our cultural partners.
1: Awesome. So for the other way around, do you like provide resources for artists to reach out to these businesses? Like, Do you provide links on your website?
2: So we do uh, do call to artists whenever that is appropriate, and we have ways of connecting artists um, with individual businesses, but usually through one of our programs, such
0: as Art in Lobbies. And that's at any time? Any time it's Correct. needed? Correct. Yes. Awesome. May I ask one question? Yes, Is please. the businesses that can apply, is it any business small to, or is there a requirement that the business has to have so many employees? Or? No,
2: you can be one person office, you can be a hundred person office, and, you just uh, make, and this is again one of the benefits of our partnership, so you voluntarily donate to us, okay. we consider you a partner, mm-hmm. and then you're part of the family. I and like we that. do all of these different things that uh, hopefully will... I consider my partners and donors, therefore, investors. Yeah. And this is one of the ways I've come from a banking and finance background for part of my career. And uh, I'm very determined to deliver a good ROI, return on investment. So when someone donates to us, they're really investing and uh, they gain many different benefits for themselves and for their employees.
0: That's beautiful. That's really structured perfectly.
1: Yeah. So you host some events for these people and we have something coming up in October. Um, so the TBBCA honors generous contributors yeah, contributors and artists and part of the community. So what do you expect to see for this annual um, TBBCA? Um, Impact Awards. Thank
2: you very much for asking. So this is our 30th Anniversary Impact Awards. Huge.
0: Three, so yeah, for 30 nice years,
2: thing. every year on an annual basis, since the year TBBCA was founded, we have held Impact Awards, the organization has, and it honors extraordinary contributions to and in support of arts and culture. So we honor arts and cultural patrons who have been very generous and helping to finance and support, exhibitions, catalogs, um, perhaps other types of endeavors, uh, theaters, um, things like that. And then we honor individuals as well. Um, We would like to recognize businesses that have been big supporters of the arts. Perhaps they support the entire season of the masterworks for the Florida Orchestra or perhaps they support the Master Chorale, or perhaps they support several performances in a theater. And so I think it's important that we say and hold these people up as examples and inspiration. And that's part of what Impact Awards does. We now draw about 400 business leaders from across Tampa Bay uh, for a very special evening. And we produce together with our very good partners, Chapel Roberts. Their creative director, Glenn Horn, is on our board. And uh, together with them, we collaborate on video presentations on our honorees. And that tells you a lot, not just about the person or the uh, firm or the organization itself, but also about the state of the arts, again, in Tampa Bay. And it's really thriving. So uh, you can go to our website, www tbca.org So www.tbbca.org. And if you go to programs and events and impact awards, you can see 2016, 17, 18's videos. And then after October 10th, you'll be able to see this year's as well.
1: So I'm assuming you get lots of, like, nominees and people to look through. So how do you go about choosing individual honorees? Yes, we have a waiting list of nominees. Yes, everyone.
2: uh, So what's wonderful is it shows you how generous um, and how important the contributions are. In our, in our it's society, in our community. In community. And uh, so I'm sure that we will be honoring hopefully for a very, very long time to come um, individuals and businesses. Uh, but we do have a nominating committee that reviews the nominations and our board weighs in as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So Is I mean, it a six month or like a year? Like maybe like. Because you're working out the logistics for this coming October, are you thinking about next year? We are
2: already planning for next year. Oh, see, we already have many of our to... nominees. Okay. Uh, and uh, and so we start literally before this year's Impact Awards. I'm already starting for next year's Impact Awards. So right Awards. now you're
0: just doing the logistics for this year, mm-hmm. but you've done the major things probably because it's only... It's coming up quickly. Yes, it's coming up quickly,
2: October 10th. So we've got basically a little over two months um, to go. And uh, we begin, again, uh, the minute that we close out One Impact Award, we're we're already working on the next. And these videos uh, are uh, very, very beautifully done, again, by Glenn Horn and his team. And so in Chapel Roberts. And so we begin collecting testimonials, and I begin doing the research for the narrative. Mm -hmm.
0: uh, Yeah, you write the narrative very early
2: on. Yes. And you do the
0: interview. Correct. Amazing opportunity to be with honoree in an intimate Mm -hmm. setting like that.
2: Yes. And so I should tell you that this year I mentioned that Caleb Lindsay was your inspiration. So Caleb Lindsay is a double graduate of USF. He is an uh, undergraduate BFA and graduate master's in fine arts. Wow. He also received a scholarship to study at USF's study abroad program in Paris. Oh,
0: wow. And Incredible.
2: he was also part of the Skowhegan uh, School of Art and Sculpture up in Maine, very prestigious program. He's won so many different art prizes. He's been recognized all over the world. Uh, he's won the Guggenheim, the Jerome Prize, uh, the Creative Capital Prize. Oprah's Harpo Foundation Prize, just uh, the list goes on and on. Right now, he is on the George Kaiser Tulsa Artist Fellowship Residency, and he will also be spending some time with the Camargo Residency in the south of France. Wow. And so Caleb had a very challenging childhood, and without going into too much detail, and you'll be able to see on the video, he himself, can. Uh, you'll see him tell the story, but he uh, He overcame those challenges and really has created something. We're awarding him with the Innovation in the Arts Impact Awards, and he's created something totally unique. He's done—he's a multidisciplinary artist, so he's performance, video, um, visual painting, collage, photography. I mean, he does it all, and he's created over eighty characters, of which he's already played over thirty. And they are part of a family tree. He was commissioned by USF to create the Rose family tree. And I think that may have gotten him uh, more deeply involved in this. Mm -hmm. And he's remarkable. He overdubs his own voice. He plays them in character. Um, Many of them are female. He sings. he, He writes the music. He produces the music. He plays piano by ear. He sings, and he does all of these, and he's weaving these stories. Um, his grandmother, who was a seamstress uh, and who actually taught him to sew, he was president of his high school class, president of the future business leaders of America. Wow. He was also president of the future homemakers of America. Oh my <laughs> because, so he sews, he designs prints. Wow, uh, MoMA one. is very yeah. interested in some of his prints. And so... He does it all. Yeah. Um, he's actually collaborated with fashion designers. Pruenza Schuller have asked him to collaborate, and they did their runway show with him in Florence a few years ago. Diane von Furstenberg has actually designed wow. uh, a clothing for him. Wow. And so, again, very multidisciplinary, works with a lot of disciplines. But back to his grandmother. So she would, when he would come home from school, when he was older and living with her, she basically, in later years, raised him. And she would sit him down, and she would be watching a soap opera. She liked particularly the guiding light. And so he would watch this. She eventually went deaf, and she'd still watch it. And how fascinating. So clearly there was something about that family dynamics and the slight dramaturgy, if you want to call it that. So he brings this grasp of art and art history that's very deep. He claims some of his uh, inspiration. Uh, He draws from Renaissance painters, but then also from pop culture. And he combines these in his work. So you've never seen anything like it. Um, So much so that he has participated, been invited to participate at Sundance at the Tribeca Film Festival. He's acted with James Franco, who's become a good friend. He's friends with a number of different artists and again he's in major museum collections uh, around the world, Uh, he's in the Met, MoMA, the Rebelle collection has exhibited and collects his work and he's really considered one of the most groundbreaking and innovative artists of his time.
0: How wonderful that we're recognizing
2: this. So that's one of our honorees for this year. That's
1: incredible. That's crazy. So (laughs) I'm just blown away. So you meet all of these like amazing artists. Like what advice would you give to like any artist out there right now? What would you tell them like to do to promote themselves to be at that kind of level? Like
2: I think that you have to. Caleb shows remarkable resiliency and persistence a lot of hard work and striving for excellence. And I think that's one of the reasons that our businesses find it so easy to support arts and culture in our community. If you take the Florida Orchestra, Michael Francis, that's a level of excellence that's international. If you take the Tampa Museum of Art, there's an abstract expressionism show right now that's part of a private collection, the Haskell Collection, curated, in fact, this time by the director, Dr. Michael Timor, with the assistance of the curator for modern and contemporary art, Joanna Robotham. It's extraordinary. And I would say you could be in New York at the MoMA, which you could be, but we don't need to say that anymore. I don't think that Mm -hmm. Tampa is chasing other cities anymore. We're, we've really come into our own and we have extraordinary points of excellence. And I'm thrilled that with TBBCA Impact Awards, we get to highlight some of that uh, each year.
1: Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to like come chat with us, even though you didn't choose my painting. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) but thank you so much.
2: Thank you very much for this opportunity. It's lovely to have you and welcome you. At TVBCA's really so office. To
0: talk to you. Thank you for ho- having us host in your right in the middle of the office. Yes. Please
1: talk come back. Marcus yes.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, and we'll see you October tenth at Impact yes, Awards. Yes. Can't wait. Thank you. Thank you.